By 9.45, I was leaning against my door and turning the key in the lock. The trail of expletives coming from inside suggested Carla had arrived ahead of Jesus schedule. Jesus, mother fucking Christ. God damn it. Oh man, she sounds mad. The kid entered the apartment behind me and closed the door. Pay particular attention to the tone, kid, as the words she's using tend to migrate into her everyday conversation in equally great number, even when she's having a good day. What we have here is the sound of Carla trying to control something that is out of her control. I think you should be quiet. If she hears you, that won't help. The only thing that would help matters is earplugs, kid. I give up. What do you want from me? I tapped my way down the hall and felt for the bathroom doorway, poking my head inside. Uh, I could tell what the problem was based on the stench. No, stop. Do not come in here, Morno. There's shit all over the floor. Of the putrid, junk-filled, watery variety and the goddamn makers of this goddamn drain cleaner can all go straight to motherfucking hell because it doesn't work. Wow, it smells bad in here. Oh, hey, Jake. I'm going to call my mom to pick me up now. Morno, just go out there and wait with him until I get this cleaned up. Tomorrow we're going to pay the super a visit. With your gun. If that's what it takes to get this fucking bathroom in working order. I can't live like this. I thought about suggesting she do her toileting across the hall. But since she was in the process of cleaning up what we'd both recently deposited into the commode... Meaning, some of my leavings were rolling around on that floor along with hers. I figured I shouldn't push it. So I just nudged. Karma has a wicked backhand. There's a chance the universe is just keeping everything aligned. Uh-huh. Okay, get out. I reached in and grabbed for her. What? No, just... I'll get it. You just... Take off whatever you've got on your feet, because I presume you're not waiting around in that mess barefooted. Take them off, step out here into the hallway, turn right, and keep walking until you hit your apartment. Take the night off. Go watch one of those reality shows you're always going on about. Read a book. Knit an afghan. I don't care. But get out. I don't want to hear your voice until tomorrow. Morno, you can't do this. Trust me. Just get so out. I heard the kid clear his throat nervously from the living room, and that pissed me off, that I'd scared the kid. I lowered my voice. Look, Carla, you need a break. I need a break. There are many things I will grudgingly let you do for me while in my incapacitated state, but cleaning my shit off the floor isn't one of them. Just hang on a minute. I'm taking off my shoes. I heard the thud of a sneaker hitting the floor and Carla stepped over the threshold onto the carpet beside me. There was a considerable amount of wriggling against the side of the doorframe near my leg. I pictured her trying to get the other shoe off without touching it. Finally, I heard it hit the floor. Carla grabbed my shirt, pulled me down, and kissed my cheek. Thanks, Morno. I'll come over tomorrow and make breakfast, and then we'll go rough up your super. With my free arm around her waist, I pulled her closer and lifted her off her feet, ignoring the ache in my lower back. I put my mouth near her ear and whispered, You're okay, Carla Danny. Then I put her down because at my age I have no business lifting objects heavier than a beer mug. 
I'd be paying for it in the morning. Carla slid to her feet and wrapped her arms around me like she was holding onto a tree trunk, head rested against my chest and showing no signs of an impending exit. Carla's like a kid in some ways, starved for attention. She'll act out, even if it means getting the wrong kind of attention, because it's any reaction she's looking for. She never expects a good one, so when it happens, she doesn't know what to do with herself. As of late, that would be my fault. I made a mental note to try and do better. Bye, Jake. We were quiet, the kid and I, and I assumed he was also listening to her keys jingling in the lock. Her door creaked open, and soon after, close. I tapped my way to the kitchen, grabbed a beer and a can of soda from the refrigerator, and tossed a can in the general direction of the kid's lap. Mom's at the grocery store with my aunt. She'll be here in about 30 minutes. No problem, kid. I'll just sit here in silence and plan my attack on the bathroom. Morna, when did your finger colors start? The kid couldn't take a hint. I don't remember. I always associated colors with emotions. I just didn't realize it until I was older. The days of the week have colors, too. They all feel different. Monday's white. Tuesday's blue. Wednesday is red, Thursday's green, Friday yellow. It's more the feeling of a color, but I can't explain it. Like I can't explain why a banana is yellow. It just is. Colors mean different things depending on who they're coming from and why. And the color somehow links with a feeling when I'm seeing someone's emotions. Hell, I don't know, kid. It's hard to explain. It sounds like you feel the colors more than you see them. I don't know why that couldn't translate for your sight impairment. Are you paying attention? Paying attention to what? I can't see. I think you see just fine if you pay more attention to what you feel. Kid, I haven't felt much of anything in years, and I'm okay with that. In fact, I prefer it that way. That's not true. You feel a lot of things. I can hear it. Like the way you described the building on our walk. You're sad that the city is like it is. You and Muggs, the way you guys talk, you trust them. I can hear that. And Carla, you like her. I mean, like her, like her. Did you notice that I didn't use the other word? That's because I heard you shift in your chair when I said her name. Carla and I have a long history that has played out over a disturbingly short span of time, most of which has not been pleasant. When she walked into my life, Things started moving at a pace I'm hard-pressed to keep up with. And it doesn't look like it'll be slowing down anytime soon. Add me being an unapologetic drunk. There's probably a lot of feelings I'm missing. 
but they tend to look better when they're fuzzy and out of reach. Carla's the same way, isn't she? What? No, Carla doesn't drink much. No, I mean she also prefers feelings when they're fuzzy and out of reach. I hoisted my weary ass out of the recliner and felt my way to the kitchen, not bothering with the fuckstick. Yeah, I guess she is, but she's a woman. They navigate the fuzz a little differently than we do. I was on my way back to the recliner when there was a knock at the door. The kid's mom, I was thinking. But when I opened the door, I heard lash before the man himself brushed past me. To what do we owe the honor of an evening visit? Don't tell me. You heard about Carla shooting Murkowski. Lash grumbled in unintelligible reply as I closed the door and headed back to the recliner. Hey, kid. You were right about the meanwhile, but we got a cab home. Good boy. So how's Officer Pretty Boy? There'll be one man down at the station for at least a month. He's gonna need surgery, Morno. That assistant of yours is on my shit list. Lash, you might as well write her name in permanent marker and laminate it. I like her. I gotta apologize for offending her. She had a bad night. Got some information about that bomb in Carla's bathroom, but I want to go over the timeline. Make sure I'm not missing anything. A couple things happened around the time you guys were dealing with Carla's ex, and I'm trying to figure out which of these threads to start pulling to see where they might come together. I heard the sound of paper flapping and pictured Lash taking out that little black spiral notebook he always carried and flipping the small pages with a tongue-dampened thumb. Your old neighbor sent you and Carla to Reed City to check on her kid in the middle of all that mess, right? Yep. So you speak to the mother, Shirley Harris, at the bar. The Harris woman tells you where the grandparents are living with the kid, but you never follow up because when you return to Detroit, you find Trudy OD'd in her apartment. Wow, that's sad. You two got grabbed up by Rios men pretty quick after that. Then the whole Everglades thing. And when you get back, someone tosses a Molotov cocktail through the window of the meanwhile. Then Carla disappeared for a couple of days. We find out later she went to Reed City to see about buying that building. The day Carla comes back, she does that TV interview about the real mess. Right after that, the explosion happens. I guess what I'm wondering is this. Does the Sims kid have the means to arrange for Carla's harassment from jail? Because we know he's got motive. Anyone attached to Trudy in any way is fair game to him. I doubt your visit to Reed City went unnoticed by the locals. Looks like word got back to him that a couple of out-of-towners visited Shirley Harris. I bet that bar was full of ears the day you two stepped in. My head ached, lousy with images I didn't want to remember. Carla and me climbing up the stairs, that feeling of already knowing. Trudy with red-tinged foam on her lips, head lolled over, needle in her arm. Carla screaming over that music being regurgitated from the stereo. All that pounding in my ears over the sound of Carla laughing and her smile as she looks back at me over her shoulder, one hand on the bathroom doorknob at her old house, head turning in slow motion as the door opens, <laughs> a loud whoosh, 
One of her shoes in the air where it shouldn't be. My lungs deflating with the force, and then black. Where is he? Bellamy Creek. I went up there two hours each way. He wouldn't talk. Just sat there like an idiot. Twenty minutes, we stared at each other. It's safe to assume this is either about the kid or the Osceola, because he's one of the couple parties known to have wanted that property over the years. Daddy's the city attorney, and I think he fancies himself some sort of low-rent real estate mogul. He's bought up half the town. Mommy's the county prosecutor, and a regular up at the town watering hole. Not much in the way of good things being said about that one. Not sure how Sims, with those two for parents, hasn't managed to squirm out of jail on a technicality yet. Right before I left, the little shit said, I'll talk to the red-headed bitch. You think putting Carla in the room with this guy is a situation we're apt to find productive? Is this about the hotel, or is it about the kid? I don't get a handle on that. I can't wrap my head around the bomb. I got no other leads here. And get this, he wants us to bring his sister too. This guy is slimy, no two ways around it. You want to set it up so me, Carla, and the sister get in there together? Fine. Otherwise, it's not happening. I already talked to the warden. Says we can drive over tomorrow. I get the impression he doesn't like the guy much. Says he's had some behavioral issues. I'm going to wire you up so I can listen from the car. Can I go? No. Please, I can sit in the car if you lash. The kid didn't sound anywhere close to relenting, and when the knocking started, he ratcheted up the stakes. If Mom says it's okay, will you let me go? I'll wave my fee more now. You can use me as long as you need. Schedule permitting, of course. Lash, you get the warden's okay on the wire? I got up to answer the door. He said no. Then he said he'd meet us at security. He'll let you through. Please. I moved aside and motioned her in. How do you feel about me taking your kid to prison tomorrow? 